Hello everybody and welcome once again to the TRO podcast, Travel Industry Recruitment Opportunities Facebook page and the podcast obviously runs alongside it. Don't forget we're also now on LinkedIn as well if you want to go over and join and follow the page there on LinkedIn. But it's been another amazing couple of weeks, you know, the numbers have been uh, increasing members have just been going up and up and just yesterday from uh, from when i'm recording this one of our members uh is now in placement has now got a job as a result of the group and a, and a job being advertised by one of the other members in the group so fantastic work everybody thank you once again to those that have joined and again really thank you to those that are that are sharing the jobs so today i do have a special guest with me uh that special guest is the one and only Craig Davidson. He is the MD of FlexiReps, but many of you will know him from his days with Jet2 and, and Thomas Cook, but he's got a, a much more interesting past than that. But so, uh, Craig, welcome. Hi, Danny. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on and uh, absolutely love the t group and everything that's happening from there. And that's great news. Somebody getting a job yesterday, just amazing. Yeah, brilliant. Great. So as I mentioned, Craig, obviously you are now the managing director of FlexiReps, which we're going to come back to talk about in a minute and then the business itself. But your history is, is, you've got quite an extensive history in travel, haven't you? Just give us a quick overview. Yeah, I do. So um, born in Scotland, uh, a lot of people always ask about my accent. It's a bit Heinz 57 all over the place. Um, born in Scotland, left Scotland when I was 16. And on a, a trip of a lifetime, I booked with uh, fruit and travel with my hard-earned cash from working on the markets as a kid on, on the weekends. And uh, it was to Los Angeles in 1984 to visit my aunt and uncle who had emigrated there. And uh, I absolutely fell in love with LA. And uh, instead of staying my my six months, I stayed there for nine months and then came home uh, after watching the Olympics in LA and visiting extensive uh, kind of market swap meets over there. Convinced my dad to uh, come back with me uh, just after Christmas uh, in 1980, 1985. So we, we kind of moved to LA and we spent probably six, nine months there every year working and then bringing home a suitcase of cash. And uh, it was all kind of TV commercial, infomercial stuff we used to sell on markets or ideal home exhibition uh, type maneuvers. I used to be the guy with the, the microphone on, gathering a big crowd and selling my, my wares, pots and pans, car polishes, slicer dicers, that type of that type of thing. And we've done that for, for many, many years. And uh, I, I then came back and uh, done a bit of traveling to Spain and DJed and bartended for a few years in the 80s um, and then got the travel bug uh, from that. I worked with a, an English guy whose wife worked for uh, Falcon Holidays and we used to do the, the kind of club nights, the kind of club 1830, 20s nights uh, in his nightclubs. And... Uh, I did actually leave there and go back to America and, and stay for a few years. But uh, 2003, um, came back to the UK uh, to join Thomas Cook. Uh, it was a, a division of Thomas Cook I joined. It was uh, Club 1830 and uh, a business called Uptrips, uh, which we started roomsandhotels.com, uh, named Blast from the Past, yeah. uh, to allow Thomas Cook to compete with two at the time uh, and that, that business then launched into Cultura uh, 
that myself and Gary Gillespie launched, uh, which very quickly morphed from what it should have been into flexible trips because it was it was a high-end um, youth brand, but for the youth brands that weren't using kind of Club 1830, taking on board the low-cost carriers. Um, it was essentially what had happened, Danny, was Club Club 1830 used to carry about 400,000 passengers on a two-week package to Ibiza. And with the advent of EasyJet, Ryanair, Jet2 flying out of many of the local airports to Ibiza every single day, uh, the youth market quickly decided they didn't want to go for a two-week at one hit and wanted to go for the radio one weekend, this DJ, that DJ. Mm-hmm. So we, we needed to... Um, do something different and uh, that became Cultura which then became Flexible Trips because the first two customers booking Cultura were two 85 year olds going on a Rome city break not the actual (laughs) intended hit market so uh, it allowed Thomas Cook to use low-cost carriers and uh, that was that was the saving grace so that that brand became huge. Um, I then worked for a Portuguese uh, hotel chain for about a year uh, who wanted to do big things and uh, didn't quite work out and then I was the sales director at Bel Air and kind of made Bel Air being a Malta specialist uh, open up and we'd done flexi cruise and we'd done worldwide travel for Bel Air just open up lots of destinations uh, for a few years uh, which I loved actually growing that brand uh, from from being a specialist to this uh, multi-destination brand and then some great years at Jet2 Holidays so yeah I was the GM of uh, trade sales and went through the growth with them for four or five years and uh, until last year when I decided to to leave and start my own business which uh, could yes. have been mm, could have been uh, <laughs> yeah which brings me on to that question you know obviously you 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 took the decision to to leave Jet2 um, and start up FlexiReps, which is for many people, including myself, has been, you know, it's a great opportunity for those RSMs, BDMs, sales execs uh, to get back out on the road. Um, and, and many have already. But it must have been a tough decision to decide to open up a brand new business in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, and the question, so myself and, and Kelly uh, and Andy Freeter, Kelly's husband, um, at the time, we were seeing all these people being made redundant, right? And, uh, and these were people that we've all worked with for lots and lots of years. Some of them had been at brands for 15, 20 years and had been the face of those brands for a long, long time, doing all the trade events, all the conferences, all the shows and events and exhibitions. And we were thinking, this, all these people are leaving the travel industry and some of them probably will never come back. So we have an opportunity here because all the conversations we were having were that travel agents had came out of the pandemic really, really well. And the opportunity for us was, well, there's a lot of brands want to speak to these travel agents, but the BDMs and account managers are no longer around to be the bridge of information. And it's only on a cost basis. The way that the companies have, have kind of looked at this is, right, 
you know, the BDM account managers are a nice to have when business is really good. So let's get rid of them first uh, because the shops are closed or, you know, the, the agents are not fully open. Um, we don't need to get information to them. But the, the agents were saying, no, we need more information than ever. The customers are coming to us, lots of new customers that can't get hold of brands directly or can't get the information from the OTAs or whoever they had booked with. Um, so we've got an opportunity. So agents were screaming at us, can you get us information? There was nobody to kind of get out there. So that's where the, the kind of idea came from. It was a kind of, you know, threefold, let brands raise the awareness in a cost-effective way, retain the talent in the travel industry. And then we decided on our third pillar that we were gonna really support industry colleagues who could be really in need by giving a donation back to Ab to Lifeline for every um, better business that we get. So we're, we're gonna give a minimum of 10% of our, our profits back to Ab to Lifeline. And that's again, just a personal thing of being in the industry so long, seeing people that have really, really hit hard times and how Ab to Lifeline has really helped some of those people uh, throughout the years. So that, that was the, the three pillars. Excellent, and that's great. And obviously, yeah, no, you're right with the fact that the travel industry we are such a close community um, and the Abta Lifeline has certainly helped quite a few people out and the offering that you're giving is, is, is superb and um, it's, it's great to see you take that initiative on. So the, you know, the, the, the theory behind it and everything was great, the idea has been good. How's it been going? Has, it, has, you know, the, has the, the demand been there from, from the suppliers and the tour ops and the hoteliers? And, and Yeah, I would say last year. We started in August last year and uh, straight away, lots and lots of great conversations with brands and, and some of them were, a lot of them were overseas. Um, and we initially thought this idea could be short-lived, maybe an 18 months or kind of two-year project. What has come from those initial conversations uh, it's twofold really. A lot of BDMs and account managers are saying, actually, my life's changed. My outlook has changed. I'm not looking to get back into the travel industry on a full-time basis. So you giving me a couple of days here or a project for a month every now and again um, would be fantastic because I want to stay involved in the travel industry. And a few BDMs have done a few, you know, projects for us, then thought, actually, I'm going to leave the travel industry, try something else um, just to see how we get on. Most of them that I know that have done that have come back because they're saying, actually, you know, we are travel through and through and that out there, the big <laughs> wide world is just not what it's cracked up to be. So there's quite a few had done that love they've you know, left travel and then came back saying, if you can get me a project a couple of days a week, every now and again, I'll be happy with that. So, um, yeah, so the, a lot of companies said we couldn't afford representation in the UK unless it was on this model where we can kind of dip in and dip out. Um, there's even a lot of the big, bigger brands telling us now that they are going to just have a kind of head of sales and then they'll use flexi reps as as and when they need them throughout the years for underperforming areas, you know, um, or when they've got something to tell the agents and do a lot of blitzes, yeah. um, maybe hire four or five uh, flexi reps to represent their brand and and go out there for a month or two and just get the message out. So, 
yeah, it's been really good. Um, it's been received really well. Nobody sees us as a threat. Um, so even kind of some of the bigger destination management companies and representation companies who generally are normally London centric are kind of plugging us in as a, as a white label version. So because a lot of their com you know, companies they work with are saying we need to visit travel agents now. Yeah. Get out there on the to the high street and get to the home workers, um, and, and pass these messages on because those are the guys that are getting lots and lots of new customers. Definitely, I think the the as we're now starting to emerge more and more out of this pandemic, and and you know, despite the the, the fact that we're supposed to be in near normal levels, and there's still obviously restrictions with traffic light systems and so on, but. The demand is starting to come back and those companies that aren't quick enough to react to that are going to lose out. They're going to be the ones that, yeah. are, that have not got that presence on the high street or with the home workers, like you said, they're going to be the ones that they're going to find chasing their tails and, and chasing their competitors. Yeah, no, definitely. So, yeah, it, it went well in the beginning. Uh, lots of conversations, lots of different brands. All We've done quite a few campaigns um, last year and then all the shops closed down which uh, is difficult running a reps business when there is absolutely nowhere to send anybody. So we, we had to pivot and we pivoted into kind of consultancy work and being a GSA for, for quite a few brands. So we now represent quite a few brands in the UK and Irish uh, marketplace in Fast Pay Hotels, Las Teresas de Obama, the Obama Hotels, and then a couple of interesting ones uh, that, that have come out of the woodwork. We, we represent Jason Robinson OBA um, and his JR Sports Stars, okay. which basically do some, in summer when the kids are off school, they do kids camps, basically sports kids yeah. camps. Uh, and Jason does that for the government actually around schools in the UK. This one, not as heavy, it's in, in you know, sunny climbs while the kids are off school. And just more about everything that, you know, him as a person, he's a great guy. I went and actually met him face to face uh, before we got involved and such a great guy. He's got, you know, Scottish mum brought up in Leeds in a really rough estate, uh, Jamaican, you know, um, ethnicity and became the, the captain of England and the only English rugby player to score a try in the World Cup. So he goes around, you know, telling kids that are aged between 5 and 15, if I can do it, you guys can do it. Look where I was brought up. Look how I was brought up, uh, you know. Good. And, uh, and it's really good. And then we have uh, another bunch of guys that are ex-premiership soccer players or football players uh, that run Inspire Soccer and do similar. Uh, and I've done it for, for a few years now. So we represent them, just kind of introduce them to different hotels around the world. And they, they do a similar uh, football camps for Excellent. for kids. I think we all remember yeah, doing so. those. I remember when I was a kid doing the Bobby Robson soccer school. I think it was exactly. Uh, yeah, of course. When I was uh, when I was a, a youngster, so uh, they, that's great. So it, it, so you are diversifying, which is brilliant because obviously you've had to because the shops were shutting, but it's enabled you to open up these new avenues, these new corridors, which is now, like you said at the start, meaning that this is probably going to be a long term business, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and then on the consultant side, what we've been able to do is bring in people where personally, if I don't have the expertise or anybody in our team, uh, we bring in people that are maybe bed bank specific or, or something. We've got a lot of consultancy work. So for different 
there's a mixture really there's uh, what this has done for a lot of travel businesses is they've looked at you know their distribution channels and decided actually we've got a lot of eggs in one basket here we need to start leveling out so they've come to us if they've been a b2c business as an example they're saying how do we get involved in the trade we want to work with advantage we want to work with ttng and mid counties and Hayes and so on and we don't know where to start and that's where you know something i learned very early um last year was the amount of contacts and the amount of uh, industry knowledge that we have as individuals is worth a fortune to some companies. You know, some of the companies I was speaking to, they've been taking stands at WTM every year, thinking they were going to get the buyers from UK tour operators just rock up to their stand to sign deals with them to be able to you know give them business whether that was DMCs or hotel chains or whatever and and you, we all know it just doesn't work like that so they spent fortunes thinking we're getting into the UK market and never managed to penetrate it uh, so just in a few small weeks hours you know m months with us we've been able to open doors for them because we know the people that they need to speak to. So just as a kind of introducer, um, travel connectors, yeah. uh, and then bring people in that were out of work or are doing project stuff to say, actually, these guys need to test this out or test that out. How, how do you think we should go about that? Here, here's some project work for you they, they're willing to pay a couple of hundred pounds a day or 250 pounds a day for your expertise and can you take this project on so you know a lot of that stuff we haven't really advertised as to the bdms and the reps because probably wasn't their bag but we've made some phone calls to people we know in the industry and and taken on work that way no that's great so no that's that's really good and really really promising to hear that obviously it's a success and i think Everybody that listens will be, be pleased to hear that you've made it a success, especially during these challenging times. So the ultimate question would be, would you recommend opening up a business during a pandemic? Uh, I think, yeah, I, I definitely would. Uh, it's been enlightening for us. And I think because it was a pandemic, we've probably saved a lot of money in the fact that we were able to sit for about six months and do six, seven, eight Zoom calls a day all around the world uh, that would normally have cost us trains, planes, automobiles, hotel stays. Um, we were able to have those conversations, do those presentations over Zoom uh, to all those different brands. So that that was probably a saving, a saving grace um, for us. Uh, and yeah, definitely that this business wouldn't won't be what it was without the pandemic, if if you know what I mean, because the talented people like yourself and many of the other flexi reps that are, are doing, you know, campaigns and, and projects for us just wouldn't have been available. And and that is the success of the business. It's the relationships that the flexi reps have in their areas, in their sector experience that is making the business a success if we were just merchandisers rocking up that didn't know the travel agents didn't know the people in branch um this we wouldn't get the success we're getting it's down to relationships that that we're successful good no, that's excellent that's great to hear 
And of course, obviously, if you do want to find out more information, um, you can just go onto the website, which is flexireps.co.uk. All the details are on there regarding how to become a FlexiRep, set yourself up if you've not already done it, or if you want to use the services of um, Craig and the rest of the team uh, at Flexi as well. So FlexiReps as well. So it's been um, it's been really good to hear uh, a success story in this pandemic. And I know, like you've mentioned already, that there are quite a few TIRA members that have already signed up and that have been used in certain projects and campaigns as well. So thank yeah. you for thank you for that from us and the TIRA members. And um, long may that continue. Long may you have success with that and and the business grows from from strength to strength yeah and we also have a, a partnership with uh gail kenny recruitment so we also publish a lot of their uh roles uh, for full-time work as well because again it's a it's a you know a family that we've got here and uh sometimes uh gail gets people that are signing up uh, looking for full-time jobs that you know she's just got nothing for them uh available at the moment but to keep them busy we can give them some project work and then vice versa she gets full-time roles that we then put to the flexi reps to say guys do you want a full-time job rather than just doing project work excellent and like you said it is a family because gail has been a a podcast podcast guest with us here and you mentioned gary gillespie earlier on as well who has also been a guest here on the podcast so it just goes all good people all good (laughs) travel people it just goes to show how we are one close-knit community here so great great talking to you craig thanks for your time today it's been really uh really insightful and 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 really great to hear that the the business is a success and uh, has come through the pandemic as a as a positivity because there's been so much negativity over these last 16 17 18 months it's it's good to hear good stories Thanks, Danny, and uh, keep up the good work with Tiro. You're doing an absolutely fabulous job. Thank you, but it's not down to me. It is down to those members that keep joining and, of course, the members that are sharing those jobs. As I said right at the very start, you've already helped one of the, the members get back into work as it was announced yesterday on the group. So thanks again, everybody, for listening. And until next time, take care.